In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. The Dundun, the Sundun, yep, the Sundun. Came up, but we still up in Dungeon. The Dundun, yep, the London. Competition, why, yes, I will love some. I'm the they getting mad because they run done. Mad because I'm getting money and I'm undone. Man, I can't eat my time over these hundreds. Double bag every time I go to SunTrust. I leave the rest just to collect interest. I mean, interest, fuck my nemesis. Exclamation, just for emphasis. And I don't sympathize because you're a simple bitch. I just hop up on these house on some pepper shit. And put the iron to your face, y'all. Yo, bitch. Can I hit it in the morning without giving you half of my dough and even worse if 
them diamond ring bitches kill cold. Would you still go if he couldn't see the sun rising off the shore of Thailand? Would you ride in if I wasn't driving? If I wasn't a eight-figure nigga by the name of Jigger, would you come around me and would you clown me if I couldn't flow futuristic? Would you put your two lips on my wooden kiss it? Could you see yourself with a nigga working harder than nine to five, the ten to six, two jobs to survive? Or do you need a ball up so you can shock and tear them all up? Drag, take your friends. If you couldn't see yourself with a nigga when his dough is low, baby girl, if this is so, can I get a fuck you to the bitches from all of my niggas who don't love hoes, they get no Welcome to So Bad It's Good, your Thursday edition. Let's get right into it, folks. I am pissed. This is, uh, we're getting the Salt Lake City reunion part one out to you right the next day. I can't wait until next week to talk about this. I just want it over. I want it over. I just want it done. Please just put me out of my misery. If you see me on the street, just tackle me. Put me out of my misery. I don't want to see the second part. This was as ridiculous as I thought it would be. The lies, the lies, extreme Candy Burris voice. Are you kidding me? These women should be, for the most part, most of them, or two out of four, should be extremely ashamed of themselves. I mean, listen, Jen Shaw seems like she's not the only con artist in this group. Uh, anyways, welcome to welcome to Thursday, you guys. I hope you're having a great day so far. Uh, let me start off with a couple of show notes before we get into the, the recap, if that's what... Uh, Oh, was that a reunion? I think I blacked out halfway through. Um, poor Andy. That it's just there's so many things that I'm I'm infuriated by. And this Heather Gay, I'm sorry, I liked her so much. I hope to like her again one day. But she has got a very very steep hill to climb to get back into anybody's good graces. If you are a Heather Gay stand at this point, what are you standing? And if you're going to buy that book, what are you buying it for? Listen, I mean, I just, if this is how she handles tough situations, if this is how she comes up with honest answers, I can't imagine that the book is going to be anywhere near. I mean, if this is honesty, what kind of bullshit is she going to peddle in this book? Like she truly, when they tease this, the, the next week's episode, they said, she's like, the Mormon church is, you know, after me, they're suing me. And now I almost think that could potentially be a lie too. I'm sorry. I think it's ridiculous. And don't get me even started on what Jen Shaw did right before the reunion online, which we'll talk about in a second. Sorry. So show notes, very exciting. Go to moment.co slash, yeah, sl that little slash, um, spig. For so bad it's good. S B I G. Moment.co slash spig. And we are doing our first ever official live show. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home. We have special guest Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules. We're going to be hosting this the Thursday after the Vanderpump Rules premiere. So the Vanderpump Rules season 10 premiere is Wednesday. This is going to be on Thursday. It is so cheap. You have early bird special until Friday, which is like $7.50. If you're a Patreon member, which is like five bucks a month, you can get $3.75 tickets right now. It's 50% off. So 
guys, come. It's going to be fun. We also have uh, Kiki Monique at the Talk of Shame. She's going to be joining us. We have uh, our baddie crew, Maditza, Sandra. You know, there, there's going to be an after party. Hopefully, depending on how my parents feel, they might pop by. But it is going to be a party, I assure you craziness will happen. Uh, there is a great image on, uh, that Medita made on the Instagram. So go check that out, but I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to make you guys come. I'm going to come to your houses. I'm going to bring the show to you. If you don't come to the show, that's it, but it'll be fun to have Tom and Ariana. I love them. Always been a big supporter of so bad. It's good. And I appreciate them so much. And I cannot wait to watch that first episode on Wednesday and then come and talk to you guys about it live on Thursday night. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's one of the first uh, times we're, we're trying at a little bit of a higher level of production. We'll see how it goes. And hopefully this leads up to actual live shows in your cities and towns, in your churches, in your, in your Mormon tabernacles. Um, and also the other thing is my direct TV, my little commercial with Claire Crawley from The Bachelor. Uh, she was the bachelorette is on my Instagram page as well. So go like that, go watch it, support direct TV is watching. So we want to make sure I do good for them. I ask a lot of you guys, right? This is pretty tough. I ask a lot of stuff from you guys. So thank you so much. And also if you do like the show, leave it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Okay. Done with the commercials. Oh God. I mean, there's, is, does anybody like doing commercial? Like, do you, how do you not feel like a gigantic D bag? shouting out yourself. I mean, it's just truly, I feel like Jen Shaw. Um, speaking of, uh, numb nuts, Jen Shaw, before the reunion went live, you guys, this was on Jen Shaw's Instagram, the real Jen Shaw. And it has this really janky graphic. I'm telling you, dude, Maditza, if you're listening, you should work for Jen Shaw. You could really kill her graphics because it's just a big J S which I'm Guessing stands for Jesus. Why are you such a liar? No, it's probably stands for Jen Shaw. And it says the real story of Jen Shaw now live. And then it says email address, dearjenshaw.com. And then the caption on Jen's Instagram is, thank you to my loyal fans who have remained supportive through this tough yet very enlightening time in my life. Oh, good. She's learning. She's, she's learning something from this already. By the way, and you know, she means enlightening. Like I finally have seen who are not my ride or dies. That's how it's enlightening. And then she continues with the strength of my husband, children, close family and friends, close family. So like regular family, they don't get a shout out, just the close family and friends. I feel like that shouldn't be pluralized. It should just be friend. Uh, I am ready to tell my true. Yeah, by the way, just say Heather Gay. Just uh, It says, I am ready to tell my true story without any misrepresentations or editing present. Please visit Dear Jen Shaw. Dear Jen Shaw. Dear Jen Shaw. Why are you already? Why is the website address like how I would start my prison letter to you? Dear Jen Shaw. Please visit DearJenshaw.com and subscribe as I tell my truth and give you an inside look into the real Jen Shaw. More details to come. I swear to God, you guys, if this turns out to be an OnlyFans account, like, for sexier photos of Jen, I need $20 a month for unedited nipple. Um, this is fucking ridiculous. You mean you turned down the Bravo reunion because it was, you couldn't, you, it was, it was too hard with the case and you needed your family to look good. But you think this is cool. This is cringier than eight reunions back to back to back to back. And all of your greatest hits of your bullshit back to back to back. This is worse. This is worse. Could you imagine? Like 
hey, by the way, the judge on this case, way to go, bud. You're killing it, man. Like, this is awesome. Do a lot of your, do a lot of the people that you convict, do they start websites? DearJenShaw.com. Holy shit. What a way to show that you are starting the learning process by starting a website where you will probably charge people. Now, when you go to this website, uh, it's very janky. Like you, I feel like somebody made this for her. This isn't professionally done. And it says the truth is coming. The real and real is like, you know, emphasized, uh, like real housewives, which by the way, I feel like Bravo at this point, Bravo, you're being too nice. It's time to like, take off the kids gloves and smack, like, come on. Did I not, 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 but like, it's time to be like, what the fuck? Like, start suing her. Like, real? Like, real housewives? No, that's our IP, our intellectual property. Take it off. The real story of Jen Shaw. Subscribe to DearJenShaw.com. And then it says, sign up to be the first to hear her story. And there's a place to put your email address. Why the fuck are you collecting information at all on anybody? That's how you got into trouble in the first place, dum-dum. What? You want my information? Oh, sure. Is there a place I can put my social security number and my mom's maiden name? Are you going to open a credit card in my, like, to, to hear updates on how I'm doing? Just put in the street where you lived, your mom's maiden name, the last four of your social, and um, the, the security code on the back of your Wells Fargo ATM card. Like, what are you? What? I mean, come on. Like, this isn't even real life anymore. Are you kidding me? Like, and I was like, wait, you know, who's going to run this website when, like, I mean, are you guys going to run, are you guys going to keep updating on this website? Uh, and like, I just, I can't wait. I have a feeling this is just a prediction that this website is probably one day and done, that we probably won't get really a lot of updates. And it kind of shows you that if she's going to put the truth out there, Nobody wanted to pay more money for her version of the truth because they knew it was bullshit. Why am I doing this creepy voice? Anywho, um, very frustrating. And I can't imagine, once again, just another slap in the face to the victims. Also, I believe, and, and I think the Bravo docket has, uh, of course, more uh, credible information on this. The judge said that she had to pay 15% to the victims of any future funds. Um, and I'm like, wow, for shit like this, it should be like 90 to a hundred percent, but like restitution, it's only going to come 15%. They can garnish her wages 15%. I feel it should be like way more. And if coach is making 731,000, I mean, they should garnish some of his wages too. This is just, I mean, what, uh, I, I know I, sh I know I shouldn't be shocked because this is like what we expect from her and all, but like, I just feel like it kind of ruins the whole show. Like I watched this whole show just thinking like how much she's lied, how much I think Heather lies now, um, how weird they're like for these people with a religious backdrop on a show are some of the most conniving, evil, uh, people that I've seen on the housewives show. And that says a lot and they just don't even like each other. I mean, it's like Meredith and Lisa have like, and he's like, do you think you could, do you think you can make up? And Meredith's like, you know, yeah, maybe, you know, it's like, of course, because I still want to shoot the show next week, so next season, I mean, so yeah, I'll do, I'll say hi to you and go to events, you know, like, come on, guys, if you don't like each other, the producers need to make some tough decisions and get them out. I don't know what you're going to get from Heather Gay anymore. I think it's ridiculous. The bullshit about her black eye. Oh, my God. Throw her in jail with Jen. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, I mean, has any, 
I mean, how did Heather end up looking worse than Jen in terms of just what we see on the show? Just by thinking she can control the narrative. Like, you know, I bet she said storyline a lot in private conversations when she was filming. Like, that's how she she's starting to think of it like a producer. It's just the fact of the matter is she thinks she was a good producer and she's a horrible producer. She was good at being herself. She was good at being fun, light, gener- uh, fun, light Heather, right? She's not good at like, yeah, I'll tell you what, Jen, you bring up my black eye and they're not going to even want to talk about you anymore. And then if I see her do that gross slap in the butt pantomime, she, ah, I'm just so infuriated. I, I think lose Meredith, lose Heather. Like, I mean, Whitney, I just feel like Whitney's the only one out there, like, kind of just telling her honest feelings. And it's this damn, like, because she has, I always just, she has that light voice. So she is not taken seriously by some of those ladies and by the audience. And, like, if you even go and buy what she says in the reunion, she's literally like, I'm telling the truth. This is what, and I believe her, but it's coming out of that voice. So I feel like it's like a shame because people just kind of like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, she has the answers. And Lisa, listen, I really loved Lisa this season. I'm sure next season she's going to get in a boatload of trouble again. I mean, that's why I think you need to keep Lisa. She's going to constantly produce. And I don't mean produce like Heather tries to produce. I mean, produce in just that I think she lives and breathes the Lisa Barlow lifestyle. I think she is endlessly fascinating. And I think she has enough bad in her. But it's not bad like stealing from the elderly bad. And Meredith, I mean, just lost the plot between seasons. She let her anger for this hot mic moment completely take over and kind of ruin it. And how do you go from really uh, being happy that Jen Shaw was getting arrested and the feds were after her and all this stuff to this season where it's like, I I just feel so bad, you know, and she's guilty, but it's just very, it's very sad, it's very sad. Like what happened in the off season? Like, can somebody tell me, does anybody have answers? Like, I'm sorry, I hate to use the word gaslighting. It's so overused, but like they gaslit the audience completely because like, I want to know what happened. Things just don't magically change. They don't magically just, and that's the thing with this show in particular is we don't get any answers with this show. We don't get, no answers are provided. The explanations are idiotic and people just lie. People just flat out like, you know, Meredith said many times, I didn't say that, Lisa. I didn't say that. And Lisa's like, come on, guys. I didn't say that. (laughs) And and then fucking Andy will like cut to, okay, well, let's take a look. And the audience will see the clip. And I'm like, Andy, we know the fucking clip. I want to see you make the girls watch the clip and just like catch these people. Like, cause Meredith will say one thing and then we'll see a clip where Meredith obviously lied because it's on film, but you're not making Meredith watch the clip. What does it matter if we watch it? We already know what she said. Make Meredith watch it in the same room as the other women. And then let's all talk about it together as a big old messed up Bravo family, you know? Like, I'm like, why are we like, I always thought this way back since the Monique and Candace shit, you know, like since the wine glass, where did the wine glass go? Where did it fly? When did it do like, let's all watch. Let's make those ladies watch it. Okay. The glass is going here. The glass glass. Okay. Right here is where it touches the wig, blah, blah, blah. Like we have like dissected a lot of this footage in these Bravo shows. Like there's a Pruder film, like JFK's assassination and Sorry, I'm listening to my dog Brooklyn snore in the background. I'm like, yes, correct, Brooklyn. You be mad too. Um, 
I just, I, sorry, he's really cute. Oh, okay, I won't be mad at Heather anymore. No, I just think, what's the point of these? Like, how are we supposed to be invested in this show when you can just tell they're just so far up their own asses? Like, honestly, if anybody has um, pictures of the nice condo that Heather lives in and Jen Shaw's asshole, please send me photos. It must be nice. It must get a lot of ventilation and a lot of light because she just lives there. I mean, there's no, just what a weirdo. What a weirdo. What a weirdo, honestly. And I've watched Beverly Hills. I watch all these shows and I'm like, this is something weird that I have not, I mean, I can't impress upon you guys how weird this is to me. And a lot of people, like a lot of just normal people might watch and go, okay, that was boring. It's like, it is boring. Sure, I'll give you that. But there is so much shit going on beneath the surface that it really calls into question a lot of the things. And I just don't know how you keep this show going because then you have Angie K, Angie H and Dana. They cut all of Dana's good lines from the finale. They show them here. And it's astounding that line that she threw at Jen Shaw and coach on the season finale, they cut it out. Now we get to see it. I'm like, Oh, perfect. So even production was kind of taking Jen Shaw's side, you know, like they're making it look better for her because they didn't put that in the finale. And I just, uh, it, it, Angie K, Angie, like, I, I see these people online trying to get, like, excited for Angie H or Angie K, and I'm like, oh, you guys, it's cute. Like, I know we're, like, supportive and we want to get, they just, they're not bringing it. Like, they just aren't. Maybe they'll bring it in another season if they come back, but it's not this one. And Angie H had, like, the, I mean, the gall to say to Lisa Barlow, like, her husband's good name. I'm like, come on. Like, even you had to laugh at that. Like, he did start the Shaw Exposed account, no matter, like, that's not. You know, his morals aren't great. Come on, we can all admit, you could even admit that. I know it's your husband, so you have to say certain things. But let's, I mean, if you're going to say bullshit like that, why are we even here? That's the thing. And I feel like Andy must be so frustrated or just tired of the BS like we, but he doesn't want to fight. Like, I just want him to get in there and go, look, look at me, look at me. Okay, I'm going to show you the clip. This is where you lied. Tell me why. No, no, no. Don't look at her. Tell me why. And I know he can't do that because he has to play middleman with everything. And it's like all this delicate crap. But like, come on. There, I mean, this is just redonkulous. Okay, you know what? I'm... Anyway, anyway, anyways, what I was thinking too with that Jen Shaw thing, you could literally put any email address in that email field, right? Like you could literally put like the prison that she's at and put in that as a email address, or you could put in one of her victims names as an email address. Like you could legitimately like put, like I put three fingers up my butt at gmail.com. You legitimately could put any email address in there. And I'm not saying to do that. Obviously not. Don't do that. Um, but if somebody did, I wonder if anybody would get a kick out of that. Um, just things that I wonder about. And also, if you do put your email address in there, I think that's going to be the email list that she goes out to to try to get money on her books in prison. Of Like, you guys, I've got my eye on an eight pack of ramen. If everybody could pitch in on this email chain, I would love it. Oh, by the way, you guys, I was watching the old TikTok again, as I want to do. And I am on, like uh, every now and then I'll get prison TikTok. And you guys, I have never lived the way I live when I hit prison TikTok. You guys. Like, okay, I'm going to be honest. Prison, not well decorated, right? You know, it looks like the tables, they're all scratched up. Not like, a, there's not like any zhuzh, you know? Like, there's nobody's like, but I will say, 
you can get around, like you can find ways. Life will find a way. This one dude on Prison TikTok today, he made, first off, I always have to wonder how the fuck are they getting in phones and the Wi-Fi reception or the cell? Like, I mean, this guy's making like an amazing TikTok, very clear, very good clarity, but he's in his cell and he made, he made this homemade stove and the way it gets electricity is he had these wires from this little stove and he had taken out, he had opened up the light source and it must've been some electrician and he got the power from the light in his cell and it, was get, it, it, it was heating up this griddle and he fucking made a breakfast burrito, you guys, that I'm like, oh my God. Like, uh, that's the TikTok you're going to see of all the girlies and what, like, hey girls, I went to the cutest breakfast spot this uh, this week. It was San Quentin. I got a breakfast burrito. But this guy, he had all these eggs and he was putting cheese in the eggs and then he cut, he cut up onion and peppers and he had like a bunch of sausage and he had a big old tortilla and I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? I had yogurt this morning. I had literally yogurt with chia seeds because I was healthy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, prison pride doesn't have chia seeds. But who wants chia seeds to begin with? Right? This dude is doing it right. And I was like, yeah, like it looks like it doesn't look nice. But like, that's a, bri- that's a big old breakfast burrito. And I was just like, man. Man, I mean, I was truly envious. I was like, that guy doesn't even have to put out a pot every day. He doesn't have to watch the Salt Lake reunion. But by the way, like I've always said, if I find out they get personal TVs in their cell, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to commit some kind of crime that gets me there because that, like, if that's too far. And if you get cloud service there, Netflix, HBO Max, like, game over, dude. Game over. Who wants the hassle? I spent an hour in traffic today. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you guys. <laughs> hey, YouTubers, you liking this? Oh, and by the way, YouTube, once again, I'm wearing my glasses with the uh, string on it that I bought last week from Amazon for 10 bucks. These things have changed my life. Guess who hasn't lost their glasses at all this week? This guy. Because I wear them right around my neck like a big old necklace. And I don't even care. I'm doing it in public now. That's right, yeah. I went to train with my trainer. I wore them. I wore them there. Guess what? Didn't lose them at my training session. Because, you know, that's really hard, too, because I'll be crying from all the working out. And it's like a mixture of sweat and tears. And then I'll, like, just, like, fumble around for my glasses because I take them out because I'm, like, lifting weights. And uh, also, this is another thing that's frustrating. I'll just – I don't want to talk about Salt Lake for another minute. But I – I think he's like, you know, I'm lifting more weight than I've ever lifted in my life. And it's making me bulkier. And I'm like, are we doing the right thing here? Are we, I'm, I'm getting bulkier. I'm stronger than I've ever been. Like I could legitimately, I could, I could lift a car at this point. Yeah. I really could. <laughs> I, like, I'm hitting personal records every time, but I'm getting bulkier. <sighs> Guys, what are we even doing with our life? No, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, season three reunion. A huge thanks to Laura Beth Harp, who uh, took these, uh, you know, it's a summarization of the reunion. And she usually has a couple days to do these notes. And she got them out to me tonight because I said, I would love to get them out, get this out to the people and off my chest the next day. So thank you, Laura Beth. I know this was probably a pain in the butt, but you have been awesome. And she's been awesome all season long, folks. She probably hates Salt Lake as much as I hate Salt Lake. Um, and also, I don't, I don't, I kind of read the vibe of like Twitter and Instagram and healthy places like that. But 
I mean, I'm right, right? This was a horrible season, right? I'm not wrong. Like, I'm starting, I'm not even, I'm not second guessing myself, but I'm just like, I don't know. Anyways, we start off as we always do behind the scenes, BTS, baby. And Andy's just jumping around, visiting people in their trailers in New York. And this had to have been really frustrating for Andy. And I wish this is where I think they make mistakes. Bravo. You know, you had Jen Shaw drop out at the last minute. I want some anguish on set. I want producers running around. I want to see them. I want to see a production meeting. I want to see clips of, okay, what do we do? We got space to fill. What do we do, you guys? I want to see hustle and bustle. I want to see people shouting ideas. Like, what if we focused on this? What I want to see that this threw people. I want to see that. But no, it's like smooth operation. There's only four women here, but hey, everything's all good. 7 a.m., the ladies are all arriving to film. Everybody's getting ready. It's a rainy day in New York, you guys. Lisa and Whitney are getting glammed together, and Meredith and Heather are getting glammed together in another uh, big truck. And Lisa says, do you feel any nerves or anything, Whitney? And Whitney's like, not at all, because I feel like all season I was so gaslit. And watching it back helps me realize that I wasn't crazy, and I held back a lot. Listen, you gotta be on the right side of history. Once again... Fucking right. Every word she said is right. And then Andy goes to see the ladies in the room. And, uh, you know, she asks Meredith if her and Lisa are good. You know, no, we're not good yet. You know, we still, you know, there's still conflict. And Heather uh, is talking to Andy and just like, I don't know what it's going to be like today. It's going to be probably pretty intense. And... Andy's like, yeah. And, and Heather goes, Andy, it's up to you. You know, you're the housewife's whisperer. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Heather. What What the fuck? You're the housewife's whisperer? You're a housewife. Give him something to talk about. Make his job easier. And don't do it with like making up bullshit about your black stupid eye. Are you kidding me? Like you can't even tell the truth about that. You can't even like the, the shit that comes out about this stupid black eye is such... I mean, it's probably correct, but it just shows you how warped this lady's way of thinking is this season. I'm sorry. I know this is aggressive, but it is true. Like, we just ask so little of these ladies. Just tell the truth. And if the truth is, I just woke up with a black guy, just let us know. We can handle it. We've been drunk before. Way too drunk. All the time. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I've almost broke my knee drunk. Like, give me a break. Andy, um, but I, Andy's like, oh, okay, it's like my job. And uh, Andy asks Meredith, like, how do you feel sitting next to Lisa? Um, and Meredith's like, I, I, I feel like a lot of my side hasn't been told. Meredith in a very slow slur already that early in the morning. But she's, I'm ready, I'm ready, Andy. And then we go, we cutting back and forth, and Lisa and Andy goes, are you ready, Andy? Are you ready? And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. And Lisa's like, today's going to be weird. The dynamics have shifted. And then we see Andy to Whitney uh, going, how do you think today's going to be? How's it? And she's like, I think it's going to be, you know, the two sane victim, martyr. Once again, totally right. She's like saying, okay, Meredith and Heather are just going to cry victim and martyr. True. And then uh, Whitney goes, what do you think is gonna, today's going to be like? And Andy's like, I'll tell you later. Sometimes I get the feeling Andy doesn't really 
care for Whitney the way he cares. You know, like, I feel like it's another one that she, he doesn't give full respect or credence in conversations. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, so then it goes like five, four, three, two, one. And then all of a sudden we find out their desperate attempt to make up for Jen Shaw. And that's the ladies arriving in an actual sprinter van, folks. They drove a sprinter van on to the set. And I was like, shit, why stop there? Have a full SWAT team come out. Like, let's do it. Like, we're looking for Jen Shaw. Where is she? She didn't show up to the reunion. We've got to get her. And then Andy goes, she didn't come and she's at her house. And the SWAT team's like, go, go, go. Wango, tango, five, four, three, get to Utah now. Like, you're bringing in props. You're like bringing it. You're like carrot top all of a sudden. So the lady, Andy has to go open the door and get the ladies out. He's like, we've never done this before. And Lisa, Whitney, Meredith and Heather come out. And, you know, we see all the flashbacks of all the drama that's happened in Sprinter Vans. You know, of course, the the Jen Shaw, when she ran from the feds, even though she said it was because of Coach's anal blistering, um, just that happened to be on the same day. The fight between Jen Shaw and Lisa Barlow in the Sprinter Van. It always involves Jen, you guys. Like, this is just a bad seed. And I will say something. Like, before you start believing Meredith and Heather and their bull, like, these all, I feel like these ladies are con artists. And, like, if you start believing them, yeah, you should. They're con artists. This is what they do. Like, yes, they're charming as hell. I mean, like, Jen is so charming and probably so fun to be with. Nobody's ever said con artists aren't fun. Nobody's ever said that they're not fun to hang out with. Two things can be true at the same time, like I always say. So, um... Andy greets all the women and he's like, in true Salt Lake fashion, what would a reunion be without a sprinter van? And uh, he's like, it seems fitting. What happened in the sprinter van is what we want to know. And I'm like, Andy, wrong fucking show. Are you talking about Beverly Hills? That's the sprinter van we want to know what happened in. We have all the footage from this sprinter van. The Salt Lake sprinter van crew is A-OK. They always seem to record shit. We're talking about the Beverly Hills Sprinter Van between Rena and Kathy Hilton. Like, what did we not... Like, what else is in the Sprinter Van? I want to see what happened to Heather and Jen bumping uglies in that San Diego house. Are you kidding me? I want to see Jen sitting on Heather's face that gave her the black eye. I'm sorry. This is a family show. I take that back. I did not mean that. That's just... That's crossing a line. Um, so um, we also get the clip of Lisa Barlow in the Sprinter Van. I'm shaking. I'm physically shaking. So Andy sits all the girls down. And he's like, hi, Meredith. And she's like, hey. And Andy's like, did you share a nice bubble bath with Seth before arriving? And I was like, oh, Jesus, it's too early to bring up that taint scene. And Meredith goes, Seth wasn't even awake when I left this morning. And you know, Seth, if he was there, he's like, yeah, I, I was sleeping in because I banged Meredith all night. And those huge gazongas. I was paddling them around like a boxer. And then he's like, well, he'll be here soon enough. And then Andy goes, hi, Heather, you look fully recovered. She's like, yes, Andy. And Andy goes, how long did it take your eye to recover? And Heather goes, you know, it took about 10 days, but I could cover it up with makeup. And I was like, Andy, the real question is, how long did it take the audience to recover from that bullshit? And it's like, there is, it's still going on for a lot of us. And then Andy goes, hi, Whitney Wild Rose, how are you? Hi, Andy doing well. And that's it. And then he goes, hi, Lisa, how are you? 
good. And Andy goes, spray tan even tonight? Because remember the first he had spray tan fingers everywhere. And uh, Lisa goes, spray tan is even. And Andy goes, very good. Andy begins by pointing out the set is is decorated as a dilapidated church, which I'm like, once again, like the dilapidated church is, I get it, but also it would have been more fitting if Mary Cosby was still in the church, you know, like still in the show. Um, But Heather goes, the set is breathtaking and representative of what the ladies have gone through this season. Shut up, ass kisser. Shut up, teacher's pet. Are you kidding? Andy, this is one of the best sets I've ever been on. It's breathtaking. (laughs) Andy, this is breathtaking, Andy. Wow. Andy, are these real chairs? I literally sat my ass down on one and it, it completely seats me like this is incredible Andy (laughs) and then Andy's like there are only four of you we invited Jen Shaw but unfortunately her legal team advised her not to come since her sentencing has yet to occur sure this is the same legal team that did not say dick the last year and a half and now all of a sudden they've decided to speak up the ladies share their feelings about this decision and I'm just going on tangents here but once again I want to say Jen using in court saying, you know, the, the I play a character on the show and the judge saying, I realize that there's one Jen Shaw and then the Jen Shaw on TV and they're not the same Jen Shaw. I realize, you know, that this is like, and it's like, okay, how does Jen Shaw get away with it's an all an act, but then we're supposed to believe that these other ladies, this is the real them. This show now has a credibility problem. It, that, that's my problem with it. To, to crystallize it completely, I don't believe anybody. They're all kind of liars here and there. And like people pick when they want to tell the truth. But we don't have any consensus and we don't have a referee to make any kind of judgments. And we're, we don't have any kind of conclusion. So it's just wall-to-wall lies. And that's not fun to watch. It just isn't. It's infuriating. Look at me. I'm about to have a stroke. Um, so... Uh, Andy asked the lazy, you know, Jen Chandler to plead guilty. And Whitney's like, I was surprised she changed it because all season she claimed her innocence. She would shout it from the rooftops. And Lisa's like, I have mixed emotions about it, Andy. And Meredith's like, I was shocked and surprised. You know, it's not what I was expecting. And... It's like, did, not what you were expecting. I don't, Meredith last season was expecting this. Meredith this season, I'm very surprised. It's very surprising to me. Angie, I just don't understand what's happening. It was very surprising. And then to Heather, did she tell you in advance? And Heather's like, she did. She called me right before she went into the courtroom. And I'm like, well, that's like, hey, Heather, going in. It's me, Jen. By the way, I'm totally guilty. Peace. <laughs> Like, I love it. Like, I called it right before the court. Hey, by the way, you know that thing the last year? Anyways, I was lying. Peace. And you know it's a lie on top of a lie because even if she did call Heather and say, I'm pleading guilty, she probably added some bullshit of like, I have to because of Stuart. Because of Stuart. Never because of me. Remember, I'm a girl boss, but I was completely taken advantage of by a man that I used to boss around on TV and off TV. But I am now a very fragile woman that was taken advantage of. Yes. Is that believable? Um, so uh, she goes, I feel sadness and grief, you know, for her and her family. And I, I cried with her and I told her, Jen, good luck. 
And Andy asks, well, you know, do you feel lied to, you know? And she's like, I just feel sadness. I just feel sadness. I felt like my friend was doing something she didn't want to do. Yeah. She wants to keep lying and taking people's money. Yeah. Yeah. We can all agree on that. Right? Like, yeah. But then again, it's that like that fluffy language of like, didn't, Oh, do you mean she's innocent? She didn't, she wanted to fight because she's really innocent, but she just couldn't at some point, Heather, I'm going to need you to say she's fully guilty. She did this and she did it repeatedly over a 10 year period of time to elderly people. And she was already raised to quote unquote, respect her elders. So you even see that the lesson she was taught as a child really didn't mean Dick. I don't mean she doesn't love her family and all that, but she didn't learn anything from them in that sense. I mean, she didn't, she just didn't. That was a 10 year period of time before her father passed away. So, uh, Andy says, okay, <laughs> okay. We're going to leave that right there, but we might come back to it. I'm like, okay, cool. Hugest, biggest kind of underlying part of the season, but let's spend a good four minutes on it and move on. The next segment is about Lisa versus Meredith. And he's like, this friendship has been shaken like a Vita tequila. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they, we find out the two are not really on speaking terms, but they did greet each other on the stage. And Meredith goes, I wish her a happy birthday this year. And we get a flashback on watch what happens live where Meredith did it. And Meredith was just like, happy birthday, Alicia. You like, she did the jack off motion. She didn't, but I mean, that's kind of the emphasis of what's like, happy birthday, Alicia. And Meredith said, uh, well, if Alicia reached out after the reunion, uh, last season, or sorry, Andy asked if Lisa had reached out after, re after the reunion last season, would she have met with her? And Lisa says, um, she didn't feel like that would, Meredith said, sorry, I'm reading. Meredith said if Lisa had reached, oh, okay, you guys, now is the part of the show that I love the most when I get to talk about our sponsors. And today, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Factor. Um, this is a food delivery service that I just recently used when I was at my parents' house in Arizona, and it helped me so much. These are pre-made, delicious, calorie-conscious meals, uh, keto-friendly, uh, veggie, I mean, just amazing. And you know me, I cannot cook to, to save my life. And it really was nice because I had this food sent to my parents' house. So when I was there last week, I was able to be like, I've, I, I can, I can take care of myself. I've got, I've got this meal covered. <laughs> so, um, listen, this is a new year. You've got goals. We talk about goals all the time on this show and factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. And I got to tell you something about goals, folks. You do need help. You can't do it by yourself. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with factors, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip that trip to the grocery store, which really sucks, but skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up too. Factor is fresh. It's never frozen. These meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle is, Factor has the meals to help you live 
it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week that you get to choose from. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. And I'm going to read you some of the options in a second because you're going to be like, oh, you know, dietitians, is that going to be good? I'll read it you in a second. Just tell me if it sounds good. With 34 chef-prepared dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. So you won't get bored. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, like smoothies, juices. You have a bunch of add-ons. So this is another thing. You got to cut back on the takeout. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you got to. So get Factor instead. Come on. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready, like I said, quicker. Two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs, approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan plus veggie meals each week. So get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Like I said, ready in two minutes. They're really, truly at this point, there is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time eating well and living your best year ever. Guys, it is still only January. We have time to live our best year ever still. Come on, live with me our best year ever. We can do this together. Um, I wanted to read you these meals because I think you're going to freak. Uh, I sincerely love this. Check what is there for January 28th through February 03rd. So they do these each week. Here's some choices, okay? Garlic and herb chicken breast with smoked cheddar cauliflower grits. And that's protein plus and keto friendly. You got a black pepper and sage pork chop with smoked cheddar Brussels sprouts and creamy broccoli. You got a chicken piccata with cauliflower mash and broccoli. And you got a white cheddar chicken with broccoli parmesan grits, roasted green beans, and sliced almonds. And you can keep loading more meals, folks. And then you have these add-ons where you can, it's not just limited to meals, right? You can throw in other goodies. So like there's a keto chorizo egg skillet and turnip hash, a potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. I'm making my myself hungry. This is like midnight. It's keto quiche Lorraine. You got pancakes and sausage. You got a smoothie variety pack. Factor. Oh my gosh. This is truly amazing. Okay. So, Ryan, what, what do I do if I want to get Factor? I'm glad you asked. Head to Factor75.com slash SoBad60 and use code SoBad60 to get 60% off your first box. This is 60% off is really insane. I'm going to put this code in the show description. SoBad60. So, this is how you remember it. So bad, so so bad it's good. That's the show. So bad. So that's that. And then 60, I'm 20 years old, so you times that by 3, you get 60. So bad 60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code so bad 60 at factor f a c t o r 75.com/sobad60 to get 60% off your first box. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, Meredith said that if Lisa had reached out after the reunion last season, she would have met with her. Okay, so Meredith said that, and Lisa said, I don't feel like that would have worked. And Meredith says, my issues with Lisa, it doesn't have anything to do with Lisa's childish tantrum, the hot mic moment. How many times do I just say the same thing? And Andy asks, okay, what is it about then? And Meredith goes, after the trip to Arizona... The ladies, we were all in a neutral space, and Lisa removed me as a follower on Instagram and was hiding stories from me. And I'm like, you're 50 years old, Jesus. You're talking about who's unfollowing you on Instagram? Like, this is what bums me out. It's like, I worry about who unfollows me on Instagram. I'm a sad older man. You are a successful, beautiful older woman, and you're worrying about who's removing you on Instagram and hiding stories? My God, you've got a Greek Adonis as a husband who wants tank play. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Meredith says, well, when the reunion aired, she, um, Lisa didn't reach out to me after my father passed away, and she took it to Twitter to defend herself, and she put a lot of tweets at different times, just kind of reframing the narrative in a weird way. And Lisa's like, that's not true. She created confusion over the dates, Andy. It's so raw, so painful. And Andy's like, Noah from Boise asks, Meredith, you started talking crap about Lisa from the get-go. Was your plan to get back at her for her hot mic rant? And Meredith's like, the context from all the conversations was missing on the show. 
And Andy says the context was that she was worried about Lisa coming from a place of concern. Like, she, you know, Andy's like, the context was that you, Meredith, were worried about Lisa and you were coming from a place of concern. And, you know, this is the part where I was like, okay, see, once again, we realize that Meredith doesn't really give a shit about Lisa, right? She, this is just all a character. This is all bullshit. We're, these aren't real people. Because Andy's like, okay, well, why didn't you reach out to Lisa to see if she was okay if you were truly worried about that hot mic moment thinking that Lisa was just off? You know, like, it was very hurtful what she said about Meredith, but Meredith's like, well, that just didn't seem like Lisa. And so Andy's basically saying, well, why didn't you then reach out to her? And, you know, and he's like, she's like, oops. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't. I don't actually know where she lives to do that, Andy. Like, you know, it's like, if you truly, this is what I'm saying. It's like, they're all lying about excuses for why they didn't do this or did that. And then they get called on and they're like, that's a very interesting point. Um, okay. Will you say moving on, please? So Meredith apologizes for repeating the rumors about Lisa and also says she does not believe them. And Lisa goes, thank you. <laughs> I love that though. Like Meredith kind of did drop in that. Like, hey, I hear she, she, I've heard things. This is what I'm saying. Like producers on this show, like you just let so many rumors just fly this season without anybody to back anything up. Like even with the other shows, you have people backing things up or you make fun of them. Like think about Potomac this week. Think about Karen saying the thing about Juan's girlfriend, which actually we have now more information that actually points to that potentially being true. But the fucking Potomac editors and producers roasted Karen and did that drawing on there. And it was hysterical. Salt Lake producers don't roast Meredith. They don't roast Like this is a complete thing that she needs to be roasted for. And it just, they just let it go. They just let it go. Joel from St. Louis says, I'm confused. Are, we, you know, are there dueling rumors about Lisa going around? The first one about Lisa giving blowies for jazz tickets, and the second being Lisa trading sexual favors for Vita sales. Heather laughs at this. <laughs> and Whitney goes, I would love to clarify this. And Lisa's like, could I have a bottle of water? I'm dying. <laughs> Whitney goes... First of all, I never said Meredith started the rumors. I said she was the one that started talking about it. However, when Meredith came to my house, she said there were rumors about Lisa that she performs favors for the placement of Vita. Isn't that absurd? And I said no. And I said, well, I had heard. I never said blowjobs for course side seats. Never said that. I said those rumors like are about this man because I heard them from Angie Harrington. We get to Arizona. Heather spun my words and said, blow jobs for courtside tickets. And Heather's like, if that happened when you came and told me all this in Arizona, why didn't you say, remember, this is the joke that Angie made. I did over and over. And Lisa's like, it wasn't a joke. She told other people it too. And Andy's like, I think she did say that. And Heather goes, she did not. And then we get the flashback to Whitney telling this, like, this is one of those times again, like roll out the projector, Andy, make these ladies watch it, make Heather go, Heather, this is what I said. This is what Whitney's talking about. Do you hear it? Do you see it? You're in that scene. Are you conscious in this? Or are you just, are you about to get a black eye, a drunken black eye that you'll blame on other shit? Are you okay? You, this is what I'm saying. Like we have footage of Heather, Whitney's correct. And we don't, 
it doesn't get called out. Um, so uh, Lisa goes, I'm thankful Whitney stopped the gossip. And Heather's like, stop it. She started it. And Lisa goes, no, Whitney wouldn't have ever said anything if people weren't going to her and talking about it. It would have been off limits. And Meredith goes, Whitney was actually the one who told me a lot of stuff about Lisa. And we cut to break. Ooh, a lot of stuff. Ooh, really? A lot of stuff, Meredith? She told you a lot of stuff? Well, what we have on camera is you planting seeds of stuff. And when you're going, yeah, I heard something like that, too. Uh, we come back from commercial break and Whitney and Lisa both say that Meredith brought up these rumors first. You know, Meredith brought up the rumors first. And Meredith's like, she's talking about before that. And Andy asks Lisa about her insinuation that Meredith has a pill problem. Now, this is truly fascinating. And I would have loved a whole episode on this. Lisa says, um, Jen was actually the one who said Meredith was on something with Heather and Zion last season. Jen said it was ketamine and shrooms. And Heather says, that was Whitney. And Meredith's like, it's not true. It's not. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and Lisa's like, special K. Ketamine? I haven't even fucking done ketamine. Are you kidding me? Ketamine? I wish I could get my hands on it. Ketamine's a horse tranquilizer, you guys. And Meredith talks like she's on a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, it's just... But I'm like, okay, once again, you mean you're telling me these ladies are on shrooms and ketamine and we can't get anybody to be honest about it? Do you know how fucking awesome that would be if we saw the... And now, I mean, but think about it. Think about that San Diego with Jen Shaw and Heather both pulling out their big fake hoo-hahs, their tatas, and rubbing them up against each other. Now I'm like, I'm like, do you think that was shrooms? Well, also, they were up to, the the camera says 4.50 a.m. when they came back into Heather's room that night. I'm sorry, you guys. These are not old women, but they're older. They all had kids. They appreciate their nighttime sleep. They're up till 4.50 in the morning? They're cutting loose like that? 4.50 in the morning, just on alcohol. And watching that behavior now, I'm like, okay, something... And it almost like that was like that thought of ketamine and mushrooms. I was like, okay, well, maybe that's something to be ashamed about. Like if it came out that Heather was like doing rails of ketamine and other substances. Yeah. But I don't buy the like just ashamed of drinking bullshit because guess what, Heather? We've seen you hammered on this show for the last two years a bunch of times. And now all of a sudden that's that's too far. We saw you bumping uglies with Jen Shaw at the San Diego house. But the black eyes where you wanted to clam up and just keep it calm. Like, wait, you're ashamed. You're ashamed. Like you realize the Mormon church, if that's what you're that's your theory for why, you're, you know, they're going to see all the other shit. Right. But all of a sudden you're like, I need to be dignified. I need to be dignified. I'm like, all the, wait, what? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Guys, don't, like, that's the other thing is like, she says this and people are like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. That, that is, no, it doesn't make sense. Think about it. It doesn't make sense. Um, so Andy asks Lisa about, uh, you know, her, uh, oh, sorry. Heather says, sorry, you guys. Andy says, someone is popping pills is a big, is is bigger than just being a bitch. Andy's pointing out, it's like, yo, popping pills is bigger than just being a bitch. And Lisa asks, is it any worse than the accusations being thrown at me? 
Uh, Lisa says, Jen said that, so Meredith should call her if she wants to know what was said. Mer- and then Meredith, you guys, she pulls out her phone and actually calls Jen Shaw. And the phone's ringing and Lisa goes, I know who I am. I know what my character is. I'm not going to jail. Like this really like, like sets Lisa off. And Jen answers, of course, because, you know, she's not doing dick. Like, this confuses me so much. She answers the phone. Andy, you know, if she's answering the phone, why don't we just keep her on? Like, and Jen's like, hey guys, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Free Jen Shaw. <laughs> LOL, JK, I'm guilty. Anywho, uh, everybody make sure you put your email address into my new scam. I mean, an email website that's going to tell my truth. Um, Jen denies saying this about Meredith about the pills. And Lisa goes, you can't believe anything that comes out of Jen's mouth anyways. And Lisa, rightfully so, goes, you believe this over me? I'm not going to jail. I come on. I mean, it really is like just so frustrating because it's like, once again, why would we even get Jen's opinion in the matter? She's a proven liar, not even by the show, by the government. Like no one is using their brains on this show. Um, so the conversation with Jen ends and Meredith says, you know, I heard Lisa was saying this about me even before the episode aired. Lisa denies this and again says, I can't believe you're trusting someone going to prison over me. And he asked Meredith about saying, you know, she would hate to have an SEC filing at this stage in her life because that was a shot at Lisa Barlow. And Meredith's like, I didn't say this, Andy. And then there's a clip of her saying exactly that in San Diego. Once again, total lost opportunity of showing Meredith this to her face. Like if we're not even on the same page where we have them filmed and they've been in episodes that we've seen and Meredith is just allowed to say, I didn't say that, Andy. And then nothing happens from there. Like, why do we see the clip? She needs to see the clip and go, well, what did you mean when you said exactly that? Like, this is so unfulfilling. Um, so she says she just wouldn't want to go through all that work. And when he goes, it wasn't even about the SEC filing. It was to make Lisa look bad. And he asks if either Lisa or Meredith would like to move forward in their friendship. And Meredith goes, you know, I just, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know where we can go from this point, but you know, it would, I would like to be in a respectful and cordial and just see where it goes. And that's the best I can do right now. And Lisa goes, I was devastated last year prior to the hot mic moment because our friendship was already breaking at that point. I never thought it would get to this point. I'm really hurt that Meredith brought John into it. John Barlow is a saint. And Andy goes, well, I hope there's positive path forward. <laughs> I love Andy going, I love Andy, like, you know, it's like, he might be just on autopilot at this point, you know, because he's like, okay, well, nothing has, we just did dick in that segment. Um, Well, let's hope for fun, fun fourth season with you guys. Like, what? Like, no resolution, nothing, nothing, nothing. Commercial break, we come back and Andy talks to Lisa about her singing. He's like, hey, they loved your holiday singing. Would you ever consider doing an album? And she's like, maybe that's already in the works. And he's like, really? A full album? I don't know about a full, but maybe three songs in EP. And, you know, that's cute. 
And the next segment is about Angie Harrington, Angie Kay, and Dana Banana. And they all come out, Angie Harrington, so excited to have a camera pointed her way. Uh, her way. We see flat flashbacks to the Shaw Exposed Instagram with Angie H. and her big, uh, you know, fat effing elf on a shelf husband. The champagne dump of Jen onto Angie K. We see Dana versus Jen. Um, and Andy's like, Destiny from Austin said, Dana, you started talking badly about Jen from the get-go. Did you ever really in- even ever really intend to get along with her or try to get, did you ever really intend to get along with her or try to get along with her? And Dana's like, yeah, Jen was great and had good energy when we first met. And we see clips of them meeting for the first time. And, you know, like it was good. But after I saw some of her behavior, I just didn't like it. And Andy then finally brings up the clip that was cut from the finale with Dana versus Jen. And Dana goes all in and Coach Shaw's like right there. And you can just see when Dana goes, you were indicted, girl. And Jen's like, she's like i'm melting i'm melting ah. and you can just and it's like because i truly believe i mean i think coach is pretty shady now too but i truly believe coach doesn't realize how horrible jen is in group settings like this so finally somebody's giving jen what jen gives to everybody these last two years and she's just like are you kidding me like she just kind of crumbles and she's like, huh? It's like that, like, bring it. Well, it's been brought in. Like Jen can't, Jen's like, ah, ah. And Dana says, you know, the iconic line of, you better be nice to me if you want any money on your books. I mean, but like, why cut that? We didn't ever got to see even, even in this, like, I want to see right after. I want to see the five seconds after, you know, of Heather looking and Heather like, oh God. Like, I love Heather being offended for Jen when Heather's not offended for anybody that Jen attacks. It's so bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Um, so, uh, Baylin from Oakland said, Angie H. And Angie's like, oh, fuck yes. I get a question. I think we all want to know what really happened at the jazz game. Did you tell Whitney and Heather that Lisa slept with a rich friend for Utah jazz tickets? And Angie goes, absolutely not. But um, me and Whitney, we had discussed rumors about Lisa privately on the phone because of John's behavior at a jazz game. And Lisa goes, John just told Angie's husband to stay away from him. Which I can kind of believe. Her husband is kind of, not even kind of weird. Her husband's flat out weird. Angie claims John was acting like a lunatic and security came. This is the John Barlow we see that like Lisa tells him what to do and he does it. He seems like a tall, awkward guy. And by the way, if he was acting like a lunatic and security came, I want to see more of that energy on Salt Lake. Where's that John Barlow energy? Give me that. There's more discussion about the jokes and rumors surrounding the blowjob for jazz tickets. But once again, there's no solid information. So it's kind of like, you know, just like a bag of hot air. Uh, Pablo from Corpus Christi says, Meredith, you said someone sent you proof that Lisa was creating fake Instagram accounts to troll Angie. You also said someone sent you Lisa's SEC filing. Who's sending you all of this anti-Lisa stuff? (laughs) You know, it's... Mary's like, hey, Jen Shah. I'm sorry, Ben Ba. <laughs> um, Lisa goes, I've never had a fake account. And if I troll, I use my own face and name. And Meredith goes, I, I have DMs. Angie said they have screenshots to prove that Lisa is the bully and not us. And Lisa goes, you're trying to take away from the fact that your husband trolled me. 
That really is that. That's like one of the things that we can legitimately prove. The other stuff we can't prove, right? So even like, I hate to give credit to the elf on a shelf, but it's like he did admit that was his account. Like, it's nice to have closure. Okay, we know who did it. Now we can move on. This other shit we don't have. Like, Meredith, if you have these DMs, show it. Give it to the producers. Like, I just feel like everybody is so lazy this season. You're just able to say whatever you want, not backing it up. And like the producers don't want proof. You don't want to give proof. It's blah. <laughs> oh, you got it's fun talking to you guys. Um, Saeed from Aspen says, Angie K, you set the ladies up with a house in San Diego. I know it's San Diego, you guys, which was supposed to be Jen's last hurrah before the trial. So did you feel like you were the hostess of the trip? <laughs> Great question, Saeed. Angie says, I felt like I was a co-hostess. And Andy says, well, typically when this group goes on a trip, Jen does get the best room. And Heather goes, I thought it was going to be trouble when Angie took the best room. Oh, my God. When she took it from our leader, Jen Shaw. <laughs> Angie said, well, I felt like Jen wanted me to join the group, but I was really on a tight leash. And the champagne dump was t Jen telling me that she was the one in control. And Andy goes, well, Jen claims it was a joke, but ask if anyone, you know, he asks, does anyone think it was funny? And Heather says, well, when I watched it back, I did. Oh, Heather, how much did she give you? You thought it was funny upon watching back? Like, did you think it was like, Andy, bring it. Did you bring up? Why didn't you bring up the shoes? Did you think it was funny when the $1,500 shoes went into the ocean? Andy asked what the ladies thought of Angie confronting Jen about not paying her back for the party. And Meredith's like, it was a little extreme for just a little champagne. Like, Meredith, what happened to you? Like, you think it was a little extreme for just a little champagne, but you're also forgetting the $1,500 shoe? Like, it was a little extreme. Was it? I think it wasn't nearly as extreme as what Jen Shaw, how her behavior was. And Andy asked... Would it take a bucket of champagne to prove the intent and the disrespect? And Angie says, it wasn't just about that moment. It had been building up for months. And Heather says, why would you host a trip with her then? I don't know, Heather. Why would you be on this show when you seem to hate everybody on it and you hate the audience as well? Angie says, there were a lot of little things leading up to that moment, including telling Lisa and Angie K that they couldn't text each other. And Angie H says, me and Meredith weren't allowed to text because of Lisa. Meredith says, I didn't know the background. And Angie says, she didn't need to know the background to read the room in the moment. Um, and she says, Meredith has terrible people skills. And Meredith goes, I have great people skills. Thank you. And I'm not the one who's been trying to get on the show for three years. Burn, Angie. Meredith has burned you, girl. But Meredith, you should open up a little bit because I don't legitimately think you're the future of this show. Like, I mean, think about long term. Where do we go with these ladies? Where do we go? What are we going to like? What are we fascinated with Meredith and her fake family that poses? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, no, but like for real, like this is wonky. Andy asked Angie K why she felt the need to tell Lisa that Heather and Meredith were talking about her SEC filing. And Angie says, well, two days before, Jen was trying to expose Heather's business. And there are screenshots from Angie's conversation with Jen. And Angie said, seeing her do the same thing to Lisa triggered me. And this was fascinating. It's like Jen was trying to expose Heather's business. It's like, what? what? Back it up. 
I want more. I want more. Like, go down that lane. And he asked Heather what is her reaction to Jen trash-talking her business, you know. And Heather, you know, before I even heard it, I, I was like, oh, Heather's going to be like, you know what? It's funny. And it's Jen. And to know her is to love her. And like, yeah, she called me like Shrek and said I look like a Lego. And it's just fun because she really it's like women supporting women. And we have a special relationship. And I just let her shit all over me. And I love it. I, I can take so much pain. And I just I don't know why I just love her. And Heather actually goes, I think it's par for the course with Jen and my business stands for itself. I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of how it started. Great, Heather. Very awesome. And Andy asks, that's the kind of shit you're going to get in Bad Mormon. Andy asks if she's offended or hurt. And Heather goes, I just find it interesting how we have this selective morality. Like, we'll do it with Jen when it's about someone that we want to do it with. But nobody informed me until they found out that Jen couldn't carry the ball to the finish line and didn't give me an ultimatum or do whatever she wanted to do. So how do we pick and choose when we're just going to, like, stand up for the truth and righteousness? It seems like it's never on my behalf. Uh, Can we get a Heather Gay translator? What the fuck did that mean? What? Zoiks? Wait, I'm sorry. Take it back. I just find it interesting how we have the selective morality. Okay, I'm with you. Like, we'll do it with Chen when it's about someone that we want to do it with. Okay. But nobody informed me until they found out that Jen couldn't carry the ball to the finish line. Okay, we're bringing in sport references now. And didn't give me an ultimatum or do whatever she wanted to do. So how do we pick and choose when we're... I don't know, Heather. It's a reality show. You watch these all your life. You said you were a huge fan of Bravo before you were on the show. Uh, I don't think selective morality. I just think you're not answering his fucking question. Like, why aren't you offended or hurt if you're not? So Lisa goes, I don't want to be lumped into this, and I've never gone along with any schemes with Jen. Tin roof rusted. And he goes, let's change gears to the black eye. Are you ready, Heather? And Heather's like, I can lie at any time, Andy. I'm totally ready. We come back from commercial break. We see a whole clip package about Heather's eye. And Andy says, Heather, you told a lot of different stories about the eye. And, you know, you know, you said you blacked out. You said you know who did it. You said you didn't know who did it. And all the, you know, Heather goes, I blacked out. I don't, I don't know how it happened. Okay. Cool. That wasn't hard, right? Could have fucking said that the day after. I would have believed it. Seemed plausible, right? The scratches are a little weird, but she was roughhousing with Jen on the bed, but still weird. Um, the shame thing, which she says in a second, is very interesting. Um, Felicia goes, it caused a lot of damage by you saying you didn't know from day one. There wasn't even an investigation, Heather. And that's the part that was true. There was an investigation done by Bravo, an independent investigation to see, you know, what happened. Because there are producers there that are supposed to be on watch and supposed to protect these ladies, in a sense. So... In essence, Heather could have gotten a lot of people fired. Heather says, well, I wanted an investigation because I didn't know what really happened. And Andy goes, there was an investigation and there was nothing, you know, we found nothing and there was no additional footage of the incidents, which we finally got that piece of information because we all heard that there might be footage. And then Heather says, I woke up terrified. And Andy goes, well, why did you say you know what happened? And she goes, I was scared that they would rewrite the narrative. If I said I didn't know, and they could say anything they wanted. 
Okay. So, Heather, what you're saying basically is that we watch this network, Bravo, that takes these ladies, hires them for this position that they want. They desperately want to be on these shows. But what they'll do is they will completely lie about what these ladies do. It's not the ladies' line. It's production line. And if Heather had told them what really happened, production would have said no and would have said that Heather killed eight homeless people in San Diego that weekend. Like, what are you... Like, this is the most incoherent Heather... Like, none of this... If this is what her book is, get ready for an adventure and not understanding dick. It'll just be like, and then I was Mormon. And then many years later, I wasn't. Guess you can call me a bad Mormon. The end. So, I mean, like, also, how do the producers feel about Heather just going like, going like, yeah, they were like, I don't want to hear my housewives talk about narrative and storytelling. Just be, just be you, be you. Don't worry about narrative and storytelling. Just be you. Guys, she's too worried about how she comes off where I don't think she needs to be on this show. And Andy asks, well, who are they? And Heather goes, my castmates. Heather, you're the one that had that scene with Jen Shaw where you're like, once again, you're like, talk about my black eye so they won't talk about you. You're the one rewriting narratives. Lisa goes, if she just said she blacked out because she drank too much, it wouldn't have been blown out of proportion and that even production members were suspects at one time. And Heather goes, it all just spun out of control and I take full responsibility for how it went down. Oh, now you do. Okay. And it was humiliating that I blacked out. And it was terrifying. I had no memory of what happened. Humiliated and terrifying. Like, Heather, we have you on the show, like, just taking men home, which I loved, actually. I thought, like, fuck yeah, girl, get your dick on. But, like, this... And he goes, well, she wouldn't be the first housewife to black out. And Heather goes, I have a lot of leftover Mormon shame about drinking. And I'm still dealing with it now that it's public. Okay, I just don't believe you anymore. So tepid excuse at best. Because if you had a lot of Mormon shame, you probably wouldn't write the book Bad Mormon, right? If you had that Mormon shame, you wouldn't keep chipping away at it. Um, She tries to use, she goes, I just, I do my thing and I try to make humor, make it go away. And I'm like, that would require you to be humorous. And you just haven't been this season. But it was all embedded, Andy, in guilt and shame. And Heather says, all I remember was I was up until, um, you know, I came up to the room to take my wig off and the rest of the night is a blur until I woke up in pajamas with a horrible black eye. And Heather goes, I didn't want an investigation. And the ladies are like, yo, you literally just said three minutes ago, you wanted an investigation. Lisa's like, you just said you wanted an investigation just moments ago. And I, and she goes, yeah, no, I do. I just wanted an investigation to rule out that I hadn't been assaulted. But I didn't want to do it in San Diego. She wanted the investigation that's outside of San Diego, I guess. I don't know. She goes, I talked to attorneys and a doctor about my eye. Hate to do this together, but would love to get that attorney receipt and would love to get the doctor receipt as well. Like, I just don't believe anybody on these shows anymore, especially Salt Lake. You talk to attorneys? Okay, what'd you talk to them about? Would love that information. Could you share it with us here? Like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand, dude. People get wasted and hurt themselves all the time. It's embarrassing, but it's also something that people can laugh out together, especially when everybody else in the house is super wasted. 
you know? Heather says, I don't, I don't remember Jen Meredith and Angie Cage coming into my room that night. And Andy's like, well, Meredith, do you remember? And Meredith, like, I wasn't blacked out like she was. I still remember the night. I didn't think Heather was blackout because we had only had one drink at dinner that night and we were only in the club for 20 minutes. Oh, really? One drink? I don't know. Well, what could it be then? Huh. You could be high on life. Is it the spirit moving you, Heather? So we're even saying now that liquor couldn't really have been that involved. Is that what you're saying, Mary? Like, Andy, come on, bring stuff back. Pick up on this stuff. Andy asks Heather why Jen was her first call after she woke up. And Heather goes, well, I trusted Jen the most because she's stolen from <laughs> for coming up with a cover story when you black out. And Lisa and Whitney go, why were they talking about it? Made it seem like they got into an altercation. And Andy asked Heather if she asked Jen if she had done this to her. And Heather goes, I mean, we joked about it, but it wasn't a serious conversation. And I love that they probably joked about it. And the joke is Heather going, did you hit me? And Jen going, yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, you're so funny. That was a great joking conversation. Heather goes, well, I, I, you know, I would rather tell Jen. Oh, she, she would rather have Jen have done it to her than a stranger. And Andy asks Heather if she thinks Jen punched her. And Heather goes, I, I just, it doesn't understand the point of these questions because I don't know. And Andy asks if there was a part of her that thought, if she did this, I want to cover it up so that she isn't penalized in any greater way by a judge on her case. And Heather goes, if I knew Jen did this, I would cover it up. But that was not her intention. So she's saying, yeah, I would cover. Andy asked Heather if her biggest regret this season was not being straight up and just saying she blacked out and didn't know what happened. And she goes, I assume someone would say something or someone would know something. <laughs> I, assumed, I assumed other people would tell me what I did. And she goes, I still don't know. That's a new episode of Netflix's Unsolved Mysteries. Annie asked the group what they think, and they all think she either tripped and had an accident and fell, or Jen did it. And, and what a weird thing that they're like, well, we uh, think Jen did it still. Andy asked Angie K about the Barbie scissor kicks comment. You know, this thing. Guys, if you're watching YouTube, you see what I'm doing. If not, um, what I'm doing, I'm taking one hand and I'm making Spock fingers from Star Trek and I'm jamming them in the other fingers and it's making this scissoring sound. And, um, you know, and, and that's where we stop it. Angie K getting asked about the Barbie scissor kicks. And next week, the the guys come out and all that jazz and and hopefully we finish it up. Hopefully there's not a third part. I can't imagine that there will be. But that's it, folks. We did it. We got through the first part. This is way longer than it should have been, but I was just so angry. Anyways, have a great rest of your Thursday, you guys, and I'll talk to you on Friday. It's Real Housewives of Miami Friday, plus I will be doing a lot of pop culture stories before then. Remember to use the timestamps for those, but Real Housewives of Miami on Peacock. I love it. I love it. Have a great Thursday, you guys. Don't be a Heather, okay? Or a Jen. Or a Meredith. Uh, the rest are, don't be an Angie. Uh, anyway, okay, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye.
Betches.